0: Welcome to the Beacon Way podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid 2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever changing world of digital marketing for small businesses.
1: Welcome back to the Deacon Way podcast, and this is Jennifer Christensen, one of your hosts. I'm going to get right into it today because we have a lot of great stuff to talk about. I have Olia Clem here. She is the CEO and founder of Common Thread Counseling.
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: And she has so many certifications and so many specialties that we are going to talk about today. I'm really excited to just be able to talk to somebody who I feel like I have this connection with on maybe just a little bit of how we view the world. So welcome and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank
2: you, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. I know it's been a long time in the making and I'm very happy that it's
1: happening. Yeah, I know. I think it was your husband that introduced us when you came to the party. So I, I didn't even know you were out there, which is amazing. Yes. We were talking before we went live with the podcast. We were talking a little bit about her journey of just how to even what kind of practice she wanted to have, how she wanted to show up in this world of being a therapist and a business owner, and all of the amazing things that she's doing. She's actually teaching and helping others as well. So how did you come to this point? Tell us a little bit about your journey of how you got to being able to focus on a niche and really why you chose this route.
2: Yes, Jennifer, absolutely. As I've been thinking about How to even, where to even start, right? Like, where does my story begin? I think that one thing to know about me is that I'm a career therapist. I decided that I'm going to help people when I was about 12 or 13. Wow. And being a stubborn, younger child, rebel, I never wavered, which is a curse and a blessing, right? So it brought me from Russia, where I'm from, 17 years old, to the U.S. And all of my education... From this point onward, and all of the all, everything I do is about helping people in the best possible way, right? And in that, what I found out is that I have this tremendous passion for helping people who live with a childhood trauma, mm-hmm. for things that are impacting us from when we were little. And by trauma, subjective experience, right? Things that impact us that may. And we're not being impactful for other people, but for us, they are. And we carry them and we live them out in our everyday life. And when I discovered that in my training, I was in my early 20s. And since then, all of my educational effort and business effort and endeavors were around how can I be that catalyst and example of healing from things that happened to us growing up that our society and our culture asks us to put at the back burner and cover up, and that tends to spill out into our lives, right? And so that led me eventually into the world of private practice and to the world of modalities that allow us to dig deeper and go to this visceral, bone marrow level of healing that few people even know exists. few laymen, people who do not... Have access to this information yet. And that led me to the world of modalities like brain spotting that I discovered about five years ago. And since then, I became, and I'm not, I have no shame in this game to admit that the crazy brain spotting lady of Alaska. I think <laughs> i course, love it. Been around me for longer than 15 minutes, right? <laughs> you have heard the word brain spotting. And it's just been such source of joy and healing. And connection and transformation in my personal life and my business career and clinically. And so I am a brain sporting consultant and co-trainer here in Alaska, alongside with being a therapist and a business owner as well. So th- those are the hats that I wear day to day.
1: So I heard two things in that one. I'm definitely going to use the, the bone marrow of healing going all the way to the root. I love that analogy. But I heard something really stand out. So it's what I heard is your drive and passion, even when you were young, led you to basically being willing to do whatever it took in research and time and effort to focus on what is going to provide the most healing, what is going to provide the best results that you need wanting to help people. It sounds like that's really been the drive Mm -hmm. and brain spotting is the answer that you've come to. Is that correct?
2: Yes, absolutely, and as you walk this journey, you understand there is different waves and layers of healing in people's lives that come, and there's value in each of them, but there are some things that, especially when they happen early on in life, that leave that imprint on our nervous system that few therapy healing modalities touch. We just carry them, and depending on what we believe, right? I believe that trauma is passed on generationally. There's a growing body of research around it. And how do we get to those things, right? How do Mm -hmm. we not pass them on as parents to our next generation? And even outside of that, how do we live out our best lives right now? while acknowledging what we've been through and really holding it. yeah, And that's where brain sporting comes
1: in for me so uniquely. That's amazing. I'm excited that you're in Anchorage, Alaska doing this, knowing how huge trauma is, even generationally. And I agree with you. I've done a lot of therapy in my life and EMDR was the closest that I came to of finding something that, and a combination of faith and some deep prayer. That that was the closest I came to to really hitting those, I would say, deeper places that like talk therapy, cognitive, not that wasn't helpful, but that's what Mm -hmm. did it for me as far as going to that more almost like cellular level. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying EMDR does that, but that's what it felt like. It felt like a little Mm -hmm. bit of a reset for me. So For those that don't know what brain spotting is, which I'm thinking most of the listeners may not even know what that is, how would you describe it? It sounds like it's something unique.
2: Absolutely. Brain spotting is a healing modality that falls under the umbrella in a way of somatic therapies, right? We like to call it a physiological event that occurs during brain spotting with psychological consequences. Its modality is relatively young. It just celebrated one-year anniversary. And it basically uses uh, a few elements, one of the core one being eye positioning. So we know that eye contains a high amount of neurological tissue that communicates directly to the deeper layers of our nervous system. We know that from previous discoveries with EMDR and things like this. And brain spotting was discovered in a therapy room where eye positioning provided that kind of profound healing release for a client or the founder and explorer and, and kind of the person who pointed, Dr. David Grant. And it uses eye positioning alongside with deep neurological attunement from a therapist to really use that eye positioning as a highway, as a kind of keyhole into that place that we hold that trauma in our nervous system. Wow. And I think that what makes it stand apart for me being trained in other modalities that kind of go from this bottom-up approach is that the healing is given back to the client, right? We talk a lot in the therapy room about that you are in charge of your healing, right? But ultimately, we hold on to that position as an expert, that the healing really comes from our process of wisdom and our intervention, with brain sporting, the source of healing is client's nervous system, the direct source of where the insights, the somatic shifts, the results come from. And for people who've lived through trauma, Jeffer, it's such a gift, right? For all of us who control has been taken away from us, to give that power and control back. It is that sacred moment, right? It is that God's moment where you're in the presence of something so much bigger than you. You can surrender your ego and let the people do what they're meant, to, created to do, which is to heal. So anyway, That's you
1: can cool. tell, Jennifer, I'm very passionate about no, I more. love it. I love it. I think the passion is wonderful. <laughs> so, so we were talking before the podcast, let's switch to business hat a little bit. So we were what? talking about, we, we work with a lot of different mental health clients, some solo practitioners that are growing, Uh, most of them are multi-location, but it's all the question around being willing to niche or to focus on maybe a specialty is scary for a lot of people that we've talked to in the field. But when we've had clients do it, it is so successful. We've done it even ourselves as our own business by focusing on certain industries. And there is this fear almost of I'm going to turn away... So many different people so what kind of gave you the courage to go that direction
2: I think it's like a puzzle right pieces fell into place over time and it all started out with my hunt for the modality that will be provided the fastest deepest most effective healing for people who carry the legacy of trauma and let that led me to curiosity about mdr even before i was trained and looking into empirical evidence, and I did go ahead and get trained in EMDR. And I'm the kind of person, that's an excellent question, Jennifer. What does it take for us to put our name behind the modality? Because I think about that a lot. And the answer for me is experiencing the results. So both of the modalities that shaped me throughout the years, EMDR and now brain spotting, they call, you, you go to training, you don't just sit, take notes, you do the work, right? And when I go somewhere... I don't half ass things, right? I don't I show up my is my whole self. I throw myself in. So I showed up in those trainings and I let myself experience that. Because to me, is I need that instinctual sense of yes, this is where the healing is. Mm-hmm. And I felt it in my body. And, and this way I can authentically show up and say, even when I've had zero client experiences, I can say I've tried something that has, I've seen those results and I've felt them, I gained to try them with me. And then that exponentially grows into clients buying, your experience, your growth in this modality, right? And so it's really embodying it, giving me the chance in you to produce the results for me.
1: And I feel like, In a therapist role now in our society, like it's changed so dramatically, especially folks that are moving into private practice or even doing private pay or or specializing, you're having to wear multiple hats, not just showing up to help people, but also running your business, marketing, all of those things, which I know none of these things are easy things to do. Even marketing alone, I'm learning at least 10, 15 hours a week just to stay on top of my craft. So how do you balance even all of the different pieces that you're doing?
2: One thing that has really helped me out is I do only things I'm best at and most passionate about, and the rest I delegate or automate. And that was a learning curve for me as a business owner because I'm a control freak. And like, you doing only one thing with your life, you start uh, becoming obsessive over it. You know what I mean? You're perfectionist. I am. I'm a right. perfectionist, right? So yeah. <laughs> you, you're probably not, but I def- definitely am, right? Handing it over to somebody was a big learning curve for me. Yeah. And recognizing that maybe it will give me more control, but it will hurt my business and it will really impact client care at the end of the day and my own satisfaction with my work. So I've been allowing myself to, for people who are good at what they do to help me. So I could do what I am best at, which are a few aspects of my business and my clinical work and teaching.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I don't know. Have you ever read the book, The E-Myth? No. It's a wonderful business book. I think I'm going to recommend it to some of my clients right now. But it's basically the whole concept is that many people start businesses because they're so incredibly good at what they do. And that becomes a business. Mm-hmm. They're just the best in their profession, whether it's making chairs or it's providing therapy. And so, what they don't realize though is that the person doing the craft versus managing, running, owning a business are two totally separate things. And it really takes that mentality, like you said, of being having that self awareness to know what are the things that you love, that you're good at, that actually drive even the revenue forward and then being able to outsource the rest. Yes, absolutely. it's a great, it's a great method for success, but it's easier said than done for most of us that are really good at what we do. It can be hard to let things go because somebody else may not do it exactly the way that you'd want them to.
2: Absolutely. And I think what were the blind spot for a lot of mental health practitioners is that we don't even know what needs to be done. You know what I mean? I don't, I've, before opening my private practice and I put together a business plan, a marketing plan, Like I'm still going sometimes to like Google to be like, oh, what are some aspects of business operations? Because I don't have that background, right? To even know what to delegate and allowing yourself to even really lean into business ownership and that it's not just like a gig or... A structure around what I do. It is, but it is so much more than this. It's, it's a thing running a business, right? It's it's his own thing for sure. It's a thing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, And letting it be a thing, right? It's its own learning curve. So tell me about the, the coaching, the consulting, the training, and that aspect of what you do. What does that look like? How often do you do it? How did you get into even adding that to your repertoire too?
2: So there are two layers to it, right? When I first opened up private practice, I was, I was amazed by how doable it is, right? And how empowering it is. So I immediately started consulting people on, hey, here's what I've done and what helped me. So I built in private practice consulting from the get-go into my private practice journey. And with that, I think that led me to, some people are not cut out for, owning or they don't want to own a business, but they want to experience private practice. And that's where my group practice came to be, where you don't, if you want to earn living as a private practice owner, great. I would love to help you with that. And if you don't, there is still that place for you in private practice where you don't have to worry that much about business ownership and focus on what you do well, while still enjoying the freedom of being there a part of common thread counseling. So that's where my group practice comes from. Clinicians are seen and valued and are able to do the deeper healing while showing up authentically and practicing from a place of self-respect and deeper connection with themselves and their clients then they would have an opportunity in the community mental health, right? So that's one piece of what I do and what I love supporting clinicians now as a business owner. And then another one is after becoming a brain sporting certified practitioner, I got an opportunity to become a consultant and co-trainer in brain sporting and bring it to Alaska, which is, I've been doing it for four years. It's such a strike of luck that we have such cutting edge modality at the fingertips of clinicians here in the state. And I'm just on fire about bringing it to the agencies to every part of Alaska, so that people have that opportunity. Because people who live through trauma every day, carrying it without those places being healed, is long enough. And a lot of us have been carrying it for years, for generations. The time is now for me to act as that catalyst of bringing it here. So that's what I'm passionate about. Is a trainer and consultant supporting clinicians across the state, bringing it to their therapy room.
1: Is that how that works with brain spotting then? Is it similar to EMDR where once they get the training and they have all that, they can Mm -hmm. bring it into their practices? Absolutely.
2: In fact, the certification and training process is much more straightforward as opposed to EMDR. The time to get trained and certified is actually right now because the amount of requirements is exponentially less and the amount of support here in the state where we have people on the ground here, a large, growing community of clinicians, consultants, and uh, several trainers and co-trainers, right, to supporting people who practice locally. So I feel like that makes us uniquely equipped to offer something to clinicians other modalities, can't necessarily right now.
1: I love that. So in your perfect world, five years from now, would there be this offered like at South Central Foundation and the larger practices? Do you see this even being useful like in behavioral health and the, and those things as well? Absolutely. Funny that you say that. I
2: worked for South Central Foundation for eight years and I've been in communication with their managers. one ended communication, but communication nonetheless, right? Yeah. The last two or three years. It means very intentional and passionate about bringing it there. We have connections with Anchorage Community Mental Health, with, we're in conversations with Kenai Peninsula Community Health Organizations to bring it over there. So, absolutely, I would love to support community agencies in bringing it to their clients and to their clinicians. And one thing to note about brain sporting is that it's extremely healing for the practitioners as well. Because of the nature of it, it, there is an implicit co-regulation piece that allows us as clinicians to really prevent burnout, to take care of ourselves as we do this work, which is in trauma care a major issue. So that's nothing what
1: Worth managing, yeah, that's an sure. that's an amazing benefit. When I look at how many therapists experience their own burnout, that is one of my biggest concerns. Even in working with so many different amazing people in mental health, they're getting so burned out, or the need is so high. And I I would just imagine it's really important for anyone in that profession, in particular, to also take care of yourselves.
2: Absolutely. And I, I get it. Being a career therapist, I don't have a plan B. I literally don't know how to do much else. So for me, <laughs> yeah. burnout is not an option. So finding right. a modality like brain spotting that can help us take care of ourselves, so we can do what we love for decades to come. What a gift it is to pass it along to somebody.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. So as we wrap up, I am curious: what are the barriers to having this be more accessible in more places? Do you? Have resistance? Is it just the time to learn something new or what do you hear as like the concerns are and more people bringing this onto their practice?
2: It's similar barriers that all of the repossing modalities and any kind of therapy modalities are dealing with in today's world. A lot of it comes down to accumulating empirical research and evidence and brain spotting being very clinically driven and discovered. It's still accumulating a lot of empirical evidence and evidence-based research and a lot of larger bodies of accreditation or larger bodies that provide therapies here in Alaska. They rely largely on therapies that have been around for 30 to 40 years, right? And that's valid, right? There are reasons behind that. And it hinders the access to tremendously valuable trauma care in our communities. So I see my role in overcoming those is providing that education directly to providers. So I do a lot of community education, a lot of putting my name out there, a lot of working directly with clinicians and managers of um, larger community organizations to provide them that information so they can feel more equipped to feel certain about bringing it to their organizations and to the clinicians and clients.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's true with any business, right? You go with the tried and true because it's comfortable and cognitive CBT has been around for decades now, right? And it's like that we all know that one, but something new you have to be willing to risk and make sure it's good and the education piece. So that's wonderful that you're doing that. Thank you, Jennifer. I, really
2: I, I yeah. love what I do. It's, I get to live out my childhood dream every day. How bad can it be, right?
1: Yeah, love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I guess one last thing. What, you said you came from Russia to America. I feel like I jumped over that. Was that with your parents? What age did you come?
2: I was 17, and I followed my sister. She went to school in Anchorage before mm-hmm. me, and I was the second to follow so there, was, there were a few friends and a few community members here that supported me throughout. Yeah, I just hit my 20-year anniversary in the U.S. last year and celebrated it with gave me citizenship, so I'll get to vote in the coming election.
1: That is incredible. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Now I'm going to have to go research myself, brain spotting a little bit more as well and see what I can learn about it beyond this, but you definitely have piqued my interest. And I'm sure for those listening, how can people find you, reach out to you if they want to get trained in this, learn more about it. What's the best resource and way to reach you?
2: Yes, absolutely. I would invite everybody to hoponcounseling.com. Right now, we are offering a free self-compassion electronic book to everybody visiting our website and signing up for our newsletter. I would love for you to have that. We could all use a little self-compassion. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Common Thread Counseling. And uh, you can email me directly with any requests or surrounding brain spotting therapy or just to connect. I'm at clem.olya
1: C-L-E-M, at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to The Beacon Way.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com.